Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Good morning, Andy. Oh, he's got the Mets hat on. He's in full force today already. That's right. I already went. I already got up and had a swim this morning, and uh, I don't have I don't have the frosted tips, but I got a little swim cap hair, so I figured I'd throw on the Mets cap in honor of the. Seven in a row that we have won since my arrival to Bush Stadium. Let Prano pitch again. How many times do I got to save a Mets season? Well, before we get to that, how many digs am I going to take on the frosted tips? I mean, I think endless. I don't know. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have the Majid uh, Nachos helmet of of digs. Just like it's seemingly an endless pile of digs. Again, they're not frosted. It's like a silver blonde chlorine. And I do need to get something for the hair because my hair is so nasty. If you try to put your hands through it, you need to, there is very specific swim shampoo, Andy. You know, people have blonde hair. It turns their hair green. So it turned your hair blonde. So that's a nice, it's better than green. Yeah. At first I did like the blonde look and my hair does turn blonde in the summer a lot at least in Los Angeles, if I'm in the sun a lot, it's always done that. But now it's the point of definitely everyone thinks I'm dying. Like everyone. Yeah. So look, I got to do something about it. Get some shampoo. Yeah. Hey, Hey Andy, before we get into, before we dive in swim pun intended to the sports, uh, you know, to all the sports talk that we have. Can I get some plugs out of the way? Cause I feel like some people always uh, skip our plug portion of the show. Sure. I will be in San Francisco next weekend. Everybody. I am headlining four shows, two shows, Friday, two shows, Saturday in the city of San Francisco. I believe the, uh, the uh, bar slash lounge is called executive order. Uh, they've got some comedy shows. You can reserve tables. Oh, executive yeah. order. The the president will be yeah, there. Exactly. And the bar, honestly, on on the on Yelp and on the web, it looks dope. It looks like a like a classy sports bar. A lot of leather couches and and uh, mahogany tables and stuff like that. So, uh, if you guys are up in the Bay Area, please come. Um, I've got some headlining gigs coming up. Uh, later in the month and into June. And uh, this is like my tune up, my spring training, uh, four shows with our boy Lyle Barons up in uh, San Francisco. So if you're in the Bay Area, uh, go to my website or uh, look up Laugh City in San Francisco and come to a show. Okay. I'll save the rest of my plugs for later. Well, I've had the itch. I've had the big itch to get on stage. I've been writing more, I've been inspired. I got nowhere to go, man. I'm about to knock on Dave Chappelle. I'm driving up to Yellow Springs and knocking on his door. Well, I messaged you the other day because I, you know, and and we actually coincidentally got a uh, tweet yesterday from a dirtball who was at the Pirates Reds game. And 
I messaged you the other day because I was like, you know, the Mets go to Pittsburgh, where I have yet to a ballpark I've yet to go to. And then right after that, they go to Cincinnati. And I was like, yo, what's up with the clubs in Cincinnati? Midwest dirtball meetup. Maybe we should do some shows in Cincinnati. And it seems like a lot of the clubs are closed still. Well, Liberty Township, which is, you know, it's technically not Cincinnati. It's one of those 30 yep. miles out. The Funny Bone is open there. They don't do any open mic nights. The main Cincinnati Go Bananas is still closed under renovation. Who knows? The Dayton Funny Bone, which would be Chappelle's home club. I looked. Their website says they will not open until they're allowed to have 100%. Because I assume it's a small club. Yeah. And everybody's just going to Dave Chappelle's yard. Yeah. So... Chappelle is opening his own club. Interesting. In Yellow Springs. He bought an old firehouse and he talked about it on his recent episode with Joe Rogan. It's going to be a small club, but he said, yeah, dude, I'm, it's going to be like 120, 140 person club. I want it kind of small, but it's crazy. It's crazy. Like it's in yeah, a firehouse. Yeah. So I can smoke weed. I can smoke cigarettes. Like can yellow fireman living in the house. It, it's just such a by with an extinguisher. It's such a random. It's Yellow such a springs, which is great. Like, like think about that. Dave Chappelle is gonna, which you know is gonna attract big names. It's so funny to think Yellow Springs, which is itself like, I want to say, twenty five miles east of Dayton. It's middle of the state. Yeah, is gonna have a comedy club. So, yeah, I kind of have my hands tied right now. Maybe I'll just start the backyard comedy show. Love it. But are you saying I should plan on going to Pittsburgh and then Cincy for Mets games and then we're doing an Occupy Wall Street Woodstock style comedy festival in the back of your parents' house? Possibly. Literally Walt turning over in his grave. <laughs> dirt balls in his backyard. No, he he loved the dirt balls. Yeah. He loved the dirt balls cuz he the dirt balls loved him. Yeah. I think Walt didn't know what to think of the dirt balls until they st- until they started chanting Walt. And then he was like, you know what? I like this crew. But even that, I don't know if you remember when they were chanting Walt at the pitch five years ago. And when he'd stand up, it was so awkward and un- uncomfortable. Like, we can't forget that pitch was on my dad's birthday. And then we even yeah. got his name on the big screen at Great American Ballpark. Yeah, it was awesome. It, it it was he's not a uh he's not an attention guy yeah so he's a little different than me where i'm like standing up shaking my ass like flinging my dick around you know running up and down the uh running up and down the carts at uh boo hill high-fiving people i'm outside the cart dating which we'll have we'll get to some calls later in the show about that because people Great. People have some opinions on that. And if we're going to get plugs out of the way, let's do our own show plug. I leave next Friday for Hilton Head, South Carolina. So I will be on vacation for a week. And we're going to record at least one show, maybe two. We might take a show off ahead of time. And we're going to do an all dirtball call show. All calls bonanza. Calls only. Calling all calls. So... If you want to leave a Join call, our calls only for our, for our raciest calls yet. 
310-359-8365 is the hotline. Again, we're going to record it next week. We don't know when yet, but that will be for two weeks from now for the Dirtball Call only. Exclusive. And uh, Andy, we've done this before, and I'll I'll say this again, like I said the last time that we did this. When we do an all-call show, everything goes. Call and ask us at anything and everything. I mean, I feel like that's always, you know, an option for dirtball calls. Like, people just call with all kinds of nonsense. But really, you know, dig deep into your bag of questions and queries for the Dirty Sports Hotline because it's an all-calls episode. Long, yeah. long call, you know, not long calls, but like questions that have long answers. Let's go. 60 seconds or less. Yeah. <laughs> I've really been lenient on you guys. I've, I've been a been a bad dad. I've really let you guys get away with a lot. And I'll tell you what. We got to get back to 60 seconds. At least try. So. Let's uh, let's reel it in a little dirt balls. You guys are getting a little lax on the 60 second rule. This from the guy who can't stay on a fucking ride at the amusement park. <sighs> Different situation. I think it's apples to oranges, but let's start off with some. You pick NFL, NBA, Major League well, Baseball. Where are we NFL, going? NFL, you know, seems like the place to start. We have. Uh, the release of the NFL schedule yesterday. And then, of course, the huge news that uh, the Jags have signed a guy with an arm growing out of his ass to uh, try out for tight end. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about the huge news that the Raiders are adding a nightclub in the end zone. But, hey, we'll get to that. Yeah. We can we can lead with Tim Tebow signing – with as Joe would call them, Jaguars. I would say? call them the Jaguars. <laughs> you call them the Jaguars. That's right. You and Jim Nance for some reason. Where the fuck is Jim Nance from? I don't know. He went to school at Houston. Is he from down south? Is he from Maybe. Texas? Maybe. Jaguars. So Tim Tebow has signed a roster spot. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. Or is it a contract. roster spot? So he's got a contract. Yeah. Nothing guaranteed. He is 33 years old. He has not played in the league in eight years. We discussed this a couple weeks ago. And my look, my opinion, it maybe changed a little, but not really in a lot of regards. My opinion of Tim Tebow as a person has not changed. And some people might think I'm being harsh. But I think he's a very selfish individual. Is that I harsh? Think, I think it's. I think that's very clear. He's literally stealing a spot from somebody that could potentially make the team. You can only invite so many people to camp. Yeah, and uh, I felt the same way when he signed with the Mets. To me, it was even more egregious because there's less players on a baseball roster. But at least he has. At least then, and you know, there, first of all, yeah, there's less players on a baseball roster, but there's way more pe- players in a system. Uh, I think when he stuck around after being terrible is where it really got bad. But at least in baseball, it was like, hey, you know, he wouldn't be the first guy to switch sports and like whatever. We didn't know for sure he was terrible at baseball prior to that. I mean, we could assume we know he's terrible at football. We know he's terrible at playing football in the NFL. Well, look, we know he's not good at quarterback. 
And also he was an H back and he did this and he did that. And like every team gave him a fucking shot at something. We there's video of him trying to catch a pass in the NFL. Like the idea that Tim Tebow like demanded to play quarterback. It's like, bro, you weren't playing quarterback in a lot of teams. We all gave you a shot. Now, did you agree to do a full-time tight end thing before now? No, but like if Tim Tebow was competent, Bill Belichick would have fucking used him. Well, I obviously he, he was great at Florida. Uh, you could argue cool. he he's well, I'm I'm just bringing up his past. I'm saying Right, but that's he, college football. This is could, the equivalent this is the equivalent of Tommy Frazier coming back and being the tight end for the fucking Raiders. Like cool story, bro. You were good in college a long long time ago. Well, I, look, I, I'm not saying that correlates now. I'm just saying he was you could argue one of the best all-time college football players. The stats are there. The two titles are there. You could argue that. Now, with that being said, I I think I'm going to dig a little deeper into his personality. And this is just my opinion. I don't have any proof of this, but I think a lot of people like him who are big into the Jesus stuff are kind of assholes. And I, I, I think, you know, this has been my take for a while is I think he props that up to be extremely selfish. And yeah. I agree. I think he's stealing a spot. And my question at this point is, Andy, who are these? Like, it, they're out there. Who are these people who are, like, defending Tib Tebow? The guy fucking sucks. The guy has sucked at everything he's done in professional sports. The guy then goes to the SEC network and does it. Who's still rooting for him and why? Give it up. I get Stop it. Stop doing I, this. I, I do get it, though. What, what do you get? Like, I don't get it. I know why people root for him. They root they're for also him. Jesus freaks. That's a huge part of it. Fucking losers. Well, I think a lot of people on the Jesus thing. Again, Me and this guy, we both believe in the fucking Easter bunny living in the clouds, watching all over us. I want to be a tight end now. I want to be. He deserves a shot. He inspires his teammates. He should be. A, hey, he should be a tight end now. I'm just saying, if it doesn't work, maybe the Dallas Mavericks, maybe the Lakers, I don't know. He should get a shot. Have any of these people thought that maybe there's not a God because Tim Tebow gets down on his knees every day and prays to be good at some professional sport and God laughs at him? God is like, bro, pray all you want. You fucking suck. Well, if I prayed that much for something and I still sucked at it, I'd kill myself. Well, look, that's one reason people like him. And also I alluded to it earlier. He was an all time great at Florida. All these people are fucking Florida Gators fans. I think a lot of them are just Tim Tebow fans. Look, he was uh, Joe. I liked watching him in college. I liked watching Johnny Manziel. I liked watching a lot of these guys. They, They were fun to watch in college. Again, it's a different game, of course, but they were fun to watch. That's why people root for Johnny. First of all, Johnny Manziel was way more fun to watch. But if somebody signed Johnny Manziel to be a slot receiver right now, the world would fucking hammer them. But again, that's why I brought the Jesus thing up at the beginning is I think that front people buy in a lot of times and they think just because you're openly 
and so out there with your beliefs, people really oh, like I was you. Told, I, I thought I thought sharing our beliefs on the football field was absolutely not the thing to do. Oh, it turns out it depends what your beliefs are. The NFL is a fucking good old boys club and good old boys that are like, honestly, f super conservative fucking old ass white dudes that are also probably in the closet. Love super conservative young white dudes that are probably in the closet. Fuck all of them. Fuck Tim Tebow. Give it up. Quit. You're embarrassing yourself. Honestly, you're embarrassing Christianity. How much are you fucking going to pray to, to be a professional athlete and God is fucking spitting at you. He's like, bro, you're not going to be a professional athlete. You suck at sports. Well, look, man, I I think professional sports. Yeah, I, I think that that to me is the problem of the religious, the Jesus stuff where you put on this, I'm humble. And I would argue, but you're not. You're stealing a spot from a kid in the Mets. You're stealing a spot from somebody in the Jags. You had a great job, which fits you perfectly, an SEC analyst. And you can't make up your mind. To Tim Tebow, to me, I was thinking about it today, Joe, and I think analogy, as, as people who lived in LA would understand Tim Tebow is the guy who moves to LA to be the actor. Then it doesn't work. Then he wants to be the writer and it doesn't work. Then he says, Oh, I'll be a comedian. It, it, that's what it is. You're, you're trying baseball. You go back to football and analyst, dude, you can't figure out what you want to do. So you're just going to try them all. And to be honest, be shitty at them all. Like you're, you're that the difference is, you know, He's the he's the son of a fucking agent or something like now because something like that because he keeps getting opportunities. Now there is a conspiracy out there that he literally knows about criminal activity that uh, Urban Meyer did, and Urban Meyer is just giving him a job mm, for, for real. I don't, know, I, I, don't, I don't know what that criminal activity that's is. An, are you joking? Or that's an interesting one. No, that's a that's a hundred percent a theory. Is that this is an Urban Meyer? Like, I mean, obviously we know it's an Urban Meyer thing. Urban Meyer, his coach of Florida. At this point, I think every other coach in the league laughs at him at this point. And now, is it just that he's his boy? There also is theory that he knows about some shit. I don't know if it's the Aaron Hernandez shit. I don't know if it's Florida, you know, if it's NCAA violations, not that he would give a shit about that anymore, but that the, not that he's blackmailing him, but he's just like, you've always been good to me. You always had my back. So I'm going to have your back. You want to come play tight end? I th personally, I think there's legs to that theory. I have, I, I, I haven't heard it. You put it in a conspiracy format, but I have heard what you're saying. I've heard people say, look, man, he's got, they have each other's back, but, now, but, but this has got to be, this has got to be, there's, there can't be a single person on the Jags who likes this. That's what I was going to bring up. There can't be a single person. I, I, I don't know how you as a teammate or as a if, player if under you Meyer. As a teammate, just think about it this way. All of these guys on the team, the Jags have done a good job in the last couple of years of res reshuffling the deck and uh, you know going younger and starting over. This team is full of 22, 23, 24-year-old guys. 
you don't think all of them have a teammate from Clemson, from SC, from Vanderbilt, from wherever, who are like, man, I really wish Roddy had a fucking spot on this team and not some 33-year-old failed quarterback, failed DH, failed analyst, failed fucking everything. It's so offensive to sports. Look, I, I, I agree for the most part. I think I, I've seen some things from his former teammates like Florida. And, and it seems like he was a good teammate again, but that's college. It seems like there was never problems and guys have his back and they vouch for him that he's a good teammate. But so am I. I'm a great teammate. So what? But again, I, I think, you know, that is in the past and I agree. I, I think if you're on that team and your new head coach is hiring a controversial weight and conditioning guy, now he's hiring, for lack of a better term, Tebow. It's like, these are not good moves. I, I think Urban Meyer, this is just my initial take. I think he's off to a awful start as an NFL head coach. Well, he signed a fucking tight end with an arm growing out of his ass, as I said before. Like, it's, it's an embarrassing start. But from a marketing perspective, I think it's smart. Why? I, I, because Tebow's going to sell jerseys. Who cares? Look, if you, there's, there's, there's fucking, you know, there's revenue sharing in the NFL. So now he sells 3,200 jerseys. Each team in the NFL has sold 100 more jerseys. Dude, as crazy as it sounds... We're discussing, think about this. There's buzz, and obviously they wouldn't have buzz Andy, anyway. There's there's buzz about the Jaguars because of Tebow. I, but but listen, I'm not saying it helps the team. You're saying it helps marketing. You know what else would sell jerseys? If they signed Ariana Grande. If they signed your girl fucking Taylor Swift, they'd sell it every game forever. They could fucking sell the naming rights. They could sell, like Taylor Swift will market, they'll sell a million jerseys. And she's as qualified of being in the NFL these days as Tim Tebow. And I, I, I'm, I'm not even going to fucking start the, the Kaepernick thing, but I always use him as an excuse because all of the reasons that everybody says the guy's in the league is now not the fact. He, oh, it's a media circus. I thought media circuses were bad. Now they're good. Now we like media circuses. He's bringing a lot of attention. I was told there's lots of guys not in the league because they bring attention. It's absolute horseshit. And let me just say, if you're out there and you listen to our podcast and you're rooting for Tim Tebow, fucking kill yourself. Well, I, look, I'm not going to say that. I am. What are you rooting for? You're rooting for fucking unqualified people to keep getting a job because they fucking suck the dick of the guy in charge. Fuck you. Allegedly. <laughs> I didn't even mean literally. I meant figuratively. But even then, you know, a, you know, you know, my theory on Tim Tebow. I, yeah, again, but being I a kiss ass fucking coach's son. Fucking. This is the coach's son. This is every little league team where the coach's son starts at shortstop. This is what this is. If you ever played sports and you ever got pissed off 
that the coach's son was fucking playing too much or starting too much or batting fourth or batting fucking first or starting it, whatever. And you're rooting for Tim Tebow. You're a hypocrite. He's the coach's son. He's a fucking, he's a fucking dork. Man, coming out hot for Timmy T today. I mean, when he was on the fucking Mets, it was a fucking experiment. He already sucked at football. Try fucking basketball, dog. But I felt like when he signed with the Mets, I was way more critical than you. Remember, I was saying this is such a joke and blah, blah, blah. I was critical when they still had him fucking going on. But like the first thing was, hey, we're going to take a chance on this guy who's an athlete, whatever. It's proven now. The idea that we're bringing him back to football. This is like, you know, this is the equivalent of like trying to turn Dane Cook into a movie star again. It didn't work. Yeah, it's a good analogy, by the way. You, you didn't like the movie he did with Jessica Simpson? Maybe I did. I don't know. I'm jo- I'm joking. I've never seen it. Look, it, it's a mess. And it's extremely controversial, as we've seen. We're talking about it. I haven't seen... Have you seen him speak on it? Has Tim Tebow spoken on it himself? No, I don't think so. Cause I haven't seen anything from him unless I missed it. And I could, I, I hope I fucking missed it. Look, I, I, I got to just reiterate what I think. And, and that's that he puts on the, the facade behind Jesus and a humble guy wouldn't do this that, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't think somebody who really lived that would do it. And, and this notion that you've just now decided you want to play football again is it's ridiculous. And you had the opportunity eight years ago, everyone four said times. It. four teams gave you the opportunity, but you had not only that opportunity, you had the opportunity to switch positions and Mr. Jesus, I'm going to keep bringing that up because that's his whole platform. Mr. Jesus was not humble enough to try something else. He said he wanted to be a quarterback and he was given ample chances to be a quarterback and it didn't work. I think, I I do think, I think Tim Tebow is obviously an amazing athlete. I think he could have possibly made a career, a four or five, six year career, maybe longer as a Taysom Hill type of guy as a tight end, but he didn't. And in my opinion, it's too late now. And this is just such a bad look for Urban Meyer. It's embarrassing. Like you said, it's embarrassing to the 22 and 23, 24, 25-year-old kids in the team. And it's a mess. But look, you already said it. Look at all, look at look at all the fanfare of people defending a guy. You're losers. You're losers. You're fucking losers. You're, you're fucking Easter bunny, fucking abominable snowman, fucking make believe fucking dork losers. Your, your, your favorite fucking Dungeons and Dragons character is now playing for your football team. You fucking stand for nothing. You're fucking all losers. I fucking hate you. I hate Tim Tebow defenders more than I hate Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is a fucking dork who can't fucking quit it because he has absolutely nothing else to do with it. He has no fucking personality and he's not going to fucking do anything. He could just be a fucking motivational speaker at fucking churches or whatever. And he, you know, he thinks he's 
destined for more than that and whatever she's he's not humble he's not mr fucking jesus he's an egomaniac who who swears his destiny is to be an athlete and he's wrong but listen we you know giving up on our on our athletic dreams is something that is very hard for a lot of people to do okay but the people who are defending him you are the biggest losers on planet earth Honestly, I can't think of it. I can't think of a subsection of the human population other than people who are still defending Tim Tebow's football career that I think are fucking useless dorks. You you see why you are the though. people who want fucking you want Ariana Grande to be fucking slot receiver for the Patriots. You're a fanboy. That's all you are. You're a fucking fanboy. You want fucking Bieber to be the quarterback of the fucking Jets. But you are just a fan of a fucking guy and you don't care what he does. You're 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 all for it. But you see why, right? You see why people stand for him. So yeah, because religion is a cult and they're and you have to you have to have under a fucking certain IQ to buy into that cult. But but it's not it's not just religion. You know, I, I, I don't want to go there personally. It's it's. Like I said, Joe, it's. We, we, you can't underestimate. It's not just the religion. You cannot underestimate the nostalgia people have for what they did in college. No one cares that much. No one fucking cares that much. No one would be like, holy shit, we need fucking, you know, we need fucking Tommy Frazier in the league right now. No, one. but, but Tommy Frazier was not, Tim Tebow was an all time great man. Tommy Tom- Frazier was great. Tim Tebow, like, like we're talking, you could argue Tim Tebow is the best college football player of all time. Like okay. he was that good. We're talking about a top five all-time great. That that's why. And we're talking about a guy who was an all-time great at an SEC school. You, I don't think you can un- underestimate that. These people live for this shit. There's a there's a whole section of our country, the one who basically doesn't have gas right now because of the oil pipeline debacle, who they live and die for SEC football. Pray we, for gas, you fucking dorks. And, you know, maybe Tim Tebow will fucking deliver it. Although I have a feeling if he does fucking deliver it, he's going to bounce it eight yards in front of you and spill the gas everywhere because he's a fucking talentless fucking egomaniac. I am. And you and and him believe in the fucking Easter Bunny. I am curious how this plays out, though. I'm not curious how it plays out. I think I know. He's going to get one catch in fucking three different preseason games. They're going to justify him being the fifth fifth tight end on their team. You think he actually makes the team? Probably. The, honestly, I'd be, he's as I'd be surprised. He's as qualified to get an invite to camp as he is to make the team. So the idea that Urban Meyer draws the line at just inviting him to camp is ludicrous. I'm not sure he's not going to fucking start a quarterback at this point. He's not qualified to have been invited. People are fucking people hate Taysom Hill. True. There's a lot of people who not like who don't like Taysom Hill. I don't have a fucking album like every other fucking dork that can't fucking quit some shit. Just go be Jose Canseco. Be a fucking Twitter troll. Man. You V Tebow. Taylor Swift is the fucking Jags new tight end. That's the fucking title of this show. We will sell fucking jerseys. You know what else draws a crowd, Doug? 
He will sell jerseys. Who cares? Like I'm I said, just, I'm just saying. So I'm just saying. fucking Garth Brooks. Don't fucking put him put him in a fucking ten gallon hat and line him up at tight end. But but again, Garth Brooks was not a college legend. Cool. Eight fucking years ago, 10, 12 years ago. Joe Montana will fucking sell jerseys if you put him at fucking quarterback for the Niners, but it's reckless. Look, I'm not debating the reckless nature of the of the signing. I'm just saying I, I know why people are such defenders because SEC football. Andy Ruther, I mean, uh, you know, I said I wasn't going to go too deep down this, but Colin Kaepernick had the fucking top-selling jersey in football. He wasn't in the league, guy. I, I agree that he would sell jerseys, too. I, but but we're not, not fucking signing him, are we? And he's played a lot more recently than eight years ago. And he was a competent NFL quarterback. Yeah, I'm not debating. I I think for sure he'd sell jerseys. But I, I think, Joe, I think... But he's look, a media firestorm. I, I, I do think... And he kneels. Wait, hold on. These two, 0 for 2 there. Uh, he's opinion. No, sorry. I, I certainly do. there's a difference between the two. I'll just have to figure it out. Look, man, we, we are going to disagree on this. I don't think he makes the team. I, I would, and I could be wrong. I would be shocked if he made the team. I'm shocked that he's invited to the team. So I am at too. this point, nothing I am too. will shock me. I will not be shocked if he, if he starts a game of quarterback for the Jags this year. Over Trevor Lawrence? I'm saying, does Trevor Lawrence get hurt? Does Trevor Lawrence whatever? And next thing you know, they're like, well, he proved in college. In 2005, when they had a fucking different football, and the option was still a thing, and you were doing jump passes. Let me ask this. Is there any curiosity? Because I have it. I'm one of those people. I'm curious to see him play in his preseason game. I hope he dies on the field. And, and, <laughs> Jesus and, Christ. And, 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 and in that moment, many of like millions of people become atheists. Hey, man, how I, does, how does Jesus, you know, how does God's second son, how does Jesus's younger brother die on the field? It can't be real. No, they'll just be like, this is God's plan. Fucking God's plan was for Tebow to die when fucking, you know, an angry fucking when when fucking Eric Reed decided to murder him. I am curious. I'm curious to see how he plays, if, if he even makes it to that stage. You know what? 80, 90 guys enter. Training camp like that, so. He's definitely got his work cut out for him, but let's move on from Tim Tebow. Let's I've, I've been, uh, God, I wish the NFL would let's talk schedule release, which is now turned into a whole day of its own. I mean, let's start with first things first, Andy, December 12th. I believe it is my giants at your chargers at your SoFi stadium. <laughs> it's funny to say, just funny to say. Yeah. Let's go. The uh the Giants are coming into town. You you might be up uh, you already said you can get better seats, but well that's why I was, you know, you were like you well you said to me you're like who are you going to bring to the Giants game? I was like what is happening? 
I was like, you're going to bring Tug to the Giants game. I'm going to bring people to the Giants game. We're having a fucking Giants Chargers party. West Coast Dirtball Meetup. People are hitting me up nonstop, by the way, for the Chargers tickets. Yeah, people want Chargers tickets. Well, because who knows that you have Chargers tickets? Dirtballs. Majid called me last night already for Chargers Pats. He loves it. Well, listen to the Chargers home schedule real quick. Oh, I remember. I mean, it's stacked. Cowboys, Browns. Is this in order? No, Cowboys is first. But let's see if I can remember. They have nine home games. Cowboys, Browns, Vikings, Giants, Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Steelers, I'm up to eight for getting somebody Pats and Pats. So like you would argue the teams that maybe travel the least amount as far as fan base would be maybe Browns or Vikings. But even those, I would argue those still have good fan bases. I would argue. I agree. I agree. And I think that stadium is going to be, I don't know, half opposing teams fans. Typically. Yeah. You thought that soccer stadium was bad. Wait until I, mean, I, a, I think, a full I think arena. that's just I think that's just LA in general, though. I mean, you go to we went to Dodgers Reds game. We saw a ton of Reds fans. True. I mean, we didn't see half, but like you know, since he's a little city in general. Sure. You go. You go to like the the Dodgers. You know, get decent crowds. You know what I mean, uh, dude. There's MVP chance for Julius Randall at fucking Staples the other night. I mean, how much are fucking Lakers tickets at, at little capacity? The Knicks fans are going. I mean, now now New York fans obviously travel, but like that's just next level. Yeah. Who are you most excited to see your team play? Well, I'm excited for sure for the Chargers game. I've I've penciled in a couple of games on my uh, potential schedule list. Uh, the The Rams are at Giants. The Giants are at Chargers. So we play both LA teams. I think maybe those could be the home game and the away game that I attend this year. Um, that's the, the Chargers game is like the closest they get to the West Coast other than like Dallas, I think. So, you know, obviously the, the, um, the NFC East games are big. Uh, they open with the Broncos, which will be great. And uh, and then the the two LA teams. Yeah. And then I'm excited. I think they they play the Raiders, but they they you know they play the AFC. Oh, the the closest they get besides LA is Kansas City. Gotcha. And that that's a potential attend the game as well because that's a Monday night, November first game. It'd be a potential Halloween weekend in KC. Have you ever been to Arrowhead or whatever it's called? I have now? not been to Arrowhead. I have been to KC, but I have not been to Arrowhead. You know what I love, or I haven't been either, but you know what would be great about that stadium, I would assume, is that I love these stadiums that still have the character. Yeah. The older stadiums where it's not all the nice suites and it's not all the state of the art. I think that I think I think those stadiums give such a huge home field advantage 
to the home team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I, I I've driven by it uh, multiple times and it just looks awesome. And and it's one of those ones where they put the two stadiums right next to each other. Yeah. And so we got Brady returning to new England. That'll be cool. Did you see his tweet about it today? No. What'd he say? When you introduce your high school friends to your college friends. Uh, that's, that's that's good. Yeah. Uh, you think he's writing that? Or you think he's got somebody doing it? He's probably writing it. Yeah. It's just like broy enough for for Tom Brady. Tom Brady definitely is thinking about the Patriots as his high school friends and the Bucks as his college friends. That, by the way, that 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 is an interesting. I remember doing that. Yeah kids you grew up with or your high school buddies then you bring in the college crew it's usually a good mix yeah so that's a big game what are some of the other big games i'm pulling it up right now the cowboys open with the bucks yes i mean just just in what i love too is they already have lines yeah, Cowboys open with Bucks on Thursday. My Giants and Broncos on Sunday. Eagles, Falcons, Steelers, Bills, Vikings, Bengals, Niners, Lions, Cardinals, Titans, Seahawks, Colts. Indianapolis is a two and a half point favorite this early at home against Seattle. I love that there's lines already. Chargers are only a one point favorite on the road at Washington. I mean, I love the, I love, I mean, we're how many months out? We've already got lines. Jets, Panthers, week one, Darnold v. Jets. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Browns, Chiefs, week one. That'll be a fun rematch. Saints, Packers, week one. Love, Winston. (laughs) You don't think, you don't, hold on. You don't think Aaron Rodgers will be on the Packers? Yeah, he will. Rams, Bears, so you got Stafford and, a, and an NFC North opponent. Raiders, Ravens, Monday night to open it all up in Vegas. Which I alluded to it earlier. And then we just talked about the vibe of a stadium like Arrowhead. I get why they would do a nightclub because it's Las I Vegas. I fucking love it. But... I don't because why? Dude, because when I think Raiders, I think the black hole and there that's going to be there. That'll be there. That's uh, like the other side of the field, dude, you know, in, in Tampa or whatever, they've got a pool and, you know, and wherever it is, they got a pool and like, uh, you know, Tampa, they have a fucking pirate ship. It's like, you kind of got it. And, and Vegas, it's a brand new indoor stadium. Like take a little of the Vegas swag, like make it a little Vegas. Oh, oh, I agree. I just, I, I'm talking more. I think f- pull a slot machine to see who starts at wide receivers. You know what I mean? Like, let's go Vegas, baby. You know, I, I'm just, I'm just talking about from helping the home team. I think a lot of these gimmicks don't help the home team, you know, a pirate ship, whatever. I don't know the thought of, but the idea Raiders fans, bro, Raiders fans 
are crazy. They've gone to Oakland. They've gone to LA. They've gone back to Oakland. They could be like the big, the the Mars Raiders. These guys are like, yo, fool, looks like we're getting on Elon Musk rocket ship, dog. <laughs> we're getting on the Doji rocket, bro. We're going to fucking Mars. You got, okay. oh, Mars is a desert. Guess what? So is the Empire, in, Inland Empire, dog. But I drove through that every year to go to fucking Oakland. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Men are from Mars. The fucking Raiders are from Mars, dog. <laughs> Elon Musk, I hope you got fucking Modelos. <laughs> Yo, fool. Yo, fool. Yo, fool, put your helmet on, dog. There's no fucking breathable air out there. <laughs> but I want to see the yo fools. I want to see. You are. You're going to see it all. You're going to be yo fools them in the nightclubs. I want to see them in the nightclub. I want to see fucking a guy. With, let's, let's go. With I'm a Sp fucking Raiders fan, dog. <laughs> I want to see a spike shoulder pad, makeup wearing dude. I want sit, fucking sit next to some Instagram model. In the I want Rogers. Section. I want Rogers to the Raiders. Rogers to the Raiders. I'm like, yo, I'm buying season tickets. Okay. Hypothetical Rogers to the Raiders. Who wins that division? I'm still saying KC. It's going to be a tough division. It's going to be a really tough division. Chargers are going to be good. Broncos. I mean, I mean, the Broncos are the most theoretically in the mix for Rodgers. That's that's the one, the only one people are still talking about. You, you I love, can. I love the nightclub. I want to sit in the nightclub. I want bottle service. You can make an argument: the two West divisions are the best. I think certainly in the NFC. Yeah, I think the AFC is making a strong case right now. It's like it's like the reverse rap game. West West Coast clearly dominant this time. I, I don't know. You know me. I don't appreciate that. Well, you're the, from the, Cincinnati, so you're like respect the dirty South rap game. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. With well, no, Ching, but the, the, Chingy and fucking like. Well, Chingy, the Chingy, Chingy is St. Louis. Nelly St. Louis. Respect the South for the record, but respect the West Coast. What's wrong with the West Coast? Nothing. Dude, when, when Death Row was popping, come on, man. Come on. Snoop's first album, Dre's first solo album, Tupac, Ice Cube does, dropping does, albums. Does Biggie have more albums, good albums, after he died than Snoop Dogg does in his entire career? <laughs> and I love Snoop. And Snoop was the original two chains. Like if you got Snoop to for the feet feet Snoop, you know it was awesome. You know where Snoop's at right now? You know where he's at in his career? Yeah, and, he's, and call, he's calling fucking celebrity boxing matches. I know, but but great for Snoop. Beyond that, great for him for making money. You know where he's at? I'm at Trader Joe's the other day. I'm gonna pull this up on my phone. I'm at Trader Joe's the other other day. Oh, let me guess. They got like Snoop Soup. Close. <laughs> I sent this to my, uh, I sent it to my sister-in-law. She's like, oh my God, I've heard about that. I want to get some. Is that, is that a good hint for you? 
No. Cali Rose. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the Snoop wine. 19 crimes. Snoop Dogg's face is on it. Snoop Dogg is selling rose at Trader Joe's now. Trader Jizzle Manizzle. You know what's funny to me about Snoop, which everyone forgets? I don't even know if you'll remember this. Rose all dizzle. You're like, that doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> you, know you, crazy? Literally, you literally took a rhyme and made it not rhyme. You know what's crazy about Snoop? I don't know if you remember this turn. When I entered college, so fall of 2000 was my first year of college. Yeah. Around that time, 2000 and 2001, people don't remember a, a turn Snoop took in his career, which you talk about cancel culture. Cancel culture is crazy because it's real and it's also not real. That's what I always say. Yeah. Like it okay. is real for certain people, but then certain people just get a complete, complete pass. So it's not real. Anyway, do you remember this joke? Because I vividly remember this because I watched some of the videos. Snoop turned into, he created a porn company in 2000, 2001. You he can't was cancel somebody for doing porn. But my point, my point is this. He was producing hardcore. And again, I don't care. I'm not judging him for this. But my point is. But, yeah, you, 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 you own Pornhub merch. I would, I would yeah. like to think that you didn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't care. I'm not playing the moral high ground here. He was producing hardcore porn movies. And now. He's on Rosé in Trader Joe's. Like Snoop Dogg, it's remarkable what he's been able to do in his career. And he's on shows with Martha Stewart. Yeah. You couldn't name, who could you name who was producing pornographic movies 20 years ago and is now on wine in Trader You can't, nobody can do that. I bet most people- Snoop Dio double jizz. He's on every Corona commercial. Yeah. Good for him. But uh, your argument probably back to your initial point. Yeah. After the first album really dropped off. Right. I mean, he went, he went no limit records for a few albums. Yeah. Anyway, which a few good tracks, a few good, a few of those tracks might make the Andy Ruther run mix. What the hell are we even talking about? Now I'm down this Snoop rabbit hole. We're talking about the NFL, the West coast, the Raiders, it's coming, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Season's right around the corner. I'm going to get you. Uh, I mean, the, we're, t- Jags we're tickets. About, we're talking about the West. I mean, you, you still think, you know, it's it's the Chiefs. And I, uh, I think I think everybody else in the division is just trying to keep up with the Joneses and the telephones. <laughs> What's his ridiculous rhyme in that commercial? I, I know what you're saying but I don't know the rhyme. Well, my good buddy today, Chuck, he's up in the Bay area where he's from. And I think I spoke too soon about never going to a Bengals game. I'm just going to be up front with everybody. He's like, he's diehard Niners fan. He's like, dude, Niners. Chuck, Chuck come to uh, my shows in San Francisco this weekend. Well, he's more Salinas. Sure. But get on the part dog. He said, uh, he texted me today. He said, Niners, December 12th, Cincinnati. Give me an excuse to come to Cincinnati. And I'm like, fuck. I go, just last week on Dirty Sports, I said I'd never go to a game. Here I am. He's like, dude, if I fly across the country, we're going to the game. And people were like, we'll pay you. And you're like, actually, it turns out I'm just going for free. And I think I bet you that you would. <laughs> I think I guaranteed that you would. Man. Hey, I'm being honest. I'm being upfront about it. 
because your your disdain that you have for Tim Tebow is what I have for Mike Brown. So the Bengals should sign Mike Brown or yeah. the Bengals should sign uh, Tim Tebow. This What's, is like the, this is like the, the Tim Tebow is like Mike Brown getting, you know, finally getting ousted by the Browns and then buying the Seahawks. You're like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? We already proved that you <laughs> suck at this. He's like, wonder, I switched positions. Now I'm the CEO before I was the president. You got, you got to look up what Swingman nine's thinking of this Tim Tebow. Oh, he's already Swingman 15. He's already, he loves it. I mean, Jags fans, that's the other, that's the other subsection we didn't talk about. Just straight up Jags fans, the people who defended Blake Bortles. And we're like, Blake Bortles numbers in his first four games of matchup perfectly with Peyton Manning's. <laughs> it's Florida though. Yeah. You, like the rationale of Florida in general, Florida's crazy, man. I mean, the, Florida's nuts. Like of all the gifts, I think Alonzo Mourning is my favorite, but I think second might be Bugs Bunny sawing Florida off. Like, God, if only. <laughs> but I love Florida. I love it because it's so crazy. That's, I haven't been there for a minute, but that's why I've always enjoyed going there because you don't know what you're going to get. Like the, the rationale down there. Yeah, you know, I've been going through my list of, uh, I'm trying to uh, cross a couple stadiums off the list this year. I think, and that by no planning, but I think Florida's, the Florida ones are going to end up being the last. I mean, we tackled Texas. You got to go back to Texas, Joe. I know. The new stadium. Fucking the year after we were there. Um, we tackled Texas for the most part, but uh, like of all the places, it's like when I look at it, I'm like, oh, I haven't been to Tampa and I haven't been to Miami. And I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to. Well, you've been, I've never been to Tampa before. I've been actually, to Tampa. I've, I've actually I, never I, been to Miami either. I've been to Tampa and Miami multiple times each, but I've never been to the stadiums there. I've been to Legends Field or whatever the fuck it is in Tampa where the Yankees played because it was like pre, I don't know if it was pre-raised, but I was always there during spring training. So, Well, that's a good segue to talk uh, Oakland. We're talking about Tampa, a team that should leave. Looks like the Athletics have some decisions to make pretty soon. Now we get into the thing, and I'm sure you saw, I retweeted a dirtball who sent me that story originally, which was, the whole thing is just a political dog and pony show. Like it doesn't even seem like Oakland wants to leave. They're just trying to force people to build them a stadium there. Well, there's multiple options. It's not just the taxpayer funded one. Another one that they're talking about. This is the one that they want to do is called the Howard Terminal Project. It's a privately funded, a la what the Rams did for that stadium in Inglewood, privately funded $1 billion stadium, which would also include 3,000 units of affordable housing, retail space, a hotel. It says this is the likeliest to succeed. So in that case, it wouldn't be out of any taxpayer dollars. Right, but there's still... Obviously, you know, listen, 
if Oakland wants the A's and the A's want to be in Oakland and there's a billion dollar project and somebody's going to do it, pay for it privately. Well, what's the issue here? Why isn't this already started? And it's because, oh, there's still politics involved. A hundred percent. There's politics of the zoning. There's politics of probably, you know, uh, people who live in that area now and eminent domain and blah, blah, blah. The whole, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, absolutely. To my point originally about all this stuff and sports and politics, whatever, if you get the taxpayers to pay for it, that's, that takes it to, that makes every single game, a political event that makes everything that ever happens there a political event. And that makes, you know, when you say, Oh, this guy's doing something on, you know, the company time and it's private and the private company, well, you fucking pay for the stadium. So how is it fucking private now? This being a, a private thing. Great. Every stadium should be built this way, but there's still politics involved in making all the logistics work and, and clearing all the fucking Sure, but don't, don't you think you could like we could argue at this point? I was talking to somebody about this the other day. There's politics in everything we do, right? Sure. Like, I, like mean, I don't know about I don't know about everything, but a lot of things. But like like there's definitely politics involved with a private stadium still. There here's a, the fact, and this is what I said originally. There's a ton of politics involved in in major city major construction projects sure like that's that's what city politics are city council i would, and I would say i would say city politics uh, when you're talking about metropolitan areas in the united states of america i would it's say all politics a politics a, pol- a politician's first thing on their docket every single day is some major construction project a hundred percent yeah at the local level, it's so you keep politics out of sports, guys. Uh, I don't know what you're arguing about. No, don't play play in privately funded rec league gyms that are not. But, but, but there are land. there are levels to this, though. I would argue. I, I mean, we both agree there's a huge difference between a privately funded stadium versus the level of politics of a taxpayer voted on stadium. Sure. I mean, there's a huge discrepancy there. Sure. I'm just saying when you say, if you ever say the phrase, keep politics out of sports, you're essentially saying don't play in stadiums. First and foremost, you're saying that. Don't have, don't have, you know, city cops doing security. Don't have, you know, don't make adjustments to the freeways to. But, but isn't that uh, the same to, argument? To I'm gonna accommodate play, traffic. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Couldn't the same argument be made? And I've used this before, and I think in a way it's a cop out for me to even use it. Couldn't you make the same argument when that person goes on Twitter to complain about something and, and you say, cool, from your iPhone made by a five year old in China? Uh. Like, like, isn't that almost, almost the same thing? Because the argument would be, Hey man, you can't complain. You're literally complicit in a human rights violation while you're talking about human rights. Isn't that the same kind of ploy? The, the, listen, what you're saying is that you're, you're talking about what about ism and you're saying the, the, the 
loose linking of if you believe this, you believe that. My point is, you don't like we can complain about human rights violations and whatever, but why is any like saying let's take care of these people and being like, hey, just so you know, your iPhone is that like that's somebody trying to discredit. Let's talk. Let's let's like help humans around the world. So you're like, why, why are you against human rights? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this, this seems like a really weird thing to bring up now on the opposite is in sports, like the keep politics at a sports crowd. Why? Like, are they doing something good? Or are, are we worried about like, Oh, if we use what about to like shit on their arguments, then like, like what, what purpose do those people serve? Hey, help human rights people. They're trying to help somebody. Now you can say, hey, but if you really fucking care, do help every human being on the planet or you don't really care. That seems like a lot. That seems like a big reach, right? My point is the key politics set of sports people, that's not a real take. What that is, is I don't like people having an opinion I don't like. I'm fine when people have political opinions in sports I do like. That, that, that's the difference. The difference is, like, why are we trying to see the why are we trying to help that argument be made? The keep the politics out of sports crowds. Shut the fuck up. Who are you? You're just assholes who are like, man, I don't like things. I don't it. It bothers me that they're talking about things I don't like. Fuck you. Well, I, I think turn it off. And then you, fucking co- and then go on fucking Clay Travis's Twitter and complain about the fucking ratings or whatever. Fucking turn it off. I don't like the Black Lives Matter shirts. Don't watch basketball. Fuck off forever. Well, I, I definitely think there's a lot of people who just want to complain and continue to support something solely to complain. And, and I'm guilty of that as well at times. You know, but there's also a fatigue, right? There's no fatigue. If you just are watching sports, like, no, and I've, I've said this though, you know, I have a fatigue of, of everything at games. Like I said, like but last year in the bubble, when the court said black lives matter and fucking, you know, Lou Williams said like fucking, you know, education reform Williams or whatever. Like, bro, when the game gets started, I'm not fuck. I don't read his jersey. Like I don't care. I'm that's just fine. watching basketball. That's again. fine. That's that's they could you be wearing though. jerseys that say, you know, fuck your mother. And I'd be like, OK, well, but, I don't but, care. But again, that's you. But I'm saying it only bothers other people because they're triggered little bitches. No, I, I don't. Th- I think some people. Sure. But I think I think the blanket that like like I'm the type of guy who a lot of times see stuff and, I, and I'll say, what are you accomplishing? Like 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 that would be my argument with, you know, I always say, what's the end game? And if, if you're if you're making strides and sometimes strides are met and there are things that are changed. But like I, I think a lot of times. But like an easy one for me to say is, is the pronoun thing, like I would say, OK, you have pronouns in your bio. What's your end game? Is it to make other people feel. Normal. Or, I think no. I think I think in that situation, and that's a really randomly chosen one. But I think that situation is to be like, "Hey, if you check my bio, this is what team I'm on. Not team meaning male, female. He that saying I'm on the team of people that respect 
uh, you know, that there's various genders or whatever. Just like when you go to my bio right now, I have Let's Go Mets and fucking Miller Light in there. I'm telling you what team I'm on. And I'm but, doing a little promoting of that. But 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 I think I think a lot of it is it's not it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't like move the needle. So, so like my argument on the jerseys would like I don't care. I agree. Who, who, what would you say that the majority of jerseys purchased in sports in general are adult or youth? Like I would say the kids wear more fucking jerseys than adults. I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I think you I think, you know, you tend to see I mean, obviously you go to ball games. It's one thing. But like when I was a kid, I had 15 basketball jerseys. I have zero basketball jerseys now, I think. But, but my argument. But when I, so when I, so my argument would be when a kid goes like, Dad, why does LeBron's jersey say this? Or why does why? Why can I get a Kawhi jersey this year that says Kawhi? Why does it have to say you know, black lives matter. And the dad says, here's why. Like, to me, that's, that is moving the needle. Like okay. a dad and talking to his 10 year old about black lives matter or police reform or education reform. I think that, you know, that goes a long way. And you and I both know the education system in America. I mean, th this stuff isn't talked about enough. There is certainly a whitewashing of history in our schools and our history books and whatever. And you could say that, I've, I probably learned more from Jeopardy and from watching sports than I did from school. Like if, if that stuff's out there as a kid, for me, I wore a fucking SSK glove that my parents had to like track down in fucking Japan or wherever they were made because Greg Jeffries wore one. What? My mom was like, why this fucking glove? I'm like, my favorite player wears this glove. She's like, every store has got a hundred Rawlings. You need some fucking SSK. So suddenly, you know, some kids like learning about it. Yeah, I, I guess I would argue like to me, a lot of it, it's it's it's. That's what I'm looking for, like it's, it's not doing much. like I would argue the jersey that says equality. I don't care. Put whatever you want on it. But my argument would say. What the fuck is that doing? Like, like, like to, to me, it's, hey, I care about equality where I always say, what's the bigger picture? How are we actually going to change things right to buck the system so to speak and I, I i think you know that's where the term virtue signaling would come in and, and i think i think i think the worst the worst at it in my opinion are it's not even individuals it's companies and, and that's a hot thing to do right now and i would argue if you talk to somebody who is living in a bad situation or grew up in a rough neighborhood they would say nine out of 10 people would say, I don't give a fuck who's on the Aunt Jemima bottle. That doesn't help me in my situation. That, that's a pointless gesture. You changing it or you putting equality on a Jersey. What, how is that going to change my neighbor? That's all I would argue back. That's all I'm I would, saying. I would say that when you're talking about companies and whatever, it's one thing to say, Hey, you could spend the money on this instead of spending the money on this. And that would be more helpful. But when you look at the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, it costs them essentially nothing to spray paint the end zone to say something. And the companies have been figuring this out forever. If you spray paint fucking Budweiser on the end zone or Miller Lite on the end zone or whatever, after a certain amount of time, people go, 
that's my jam. That's my jam. That's my jam. So the idea of just going, this doesn't cost us anything to put a quality on the field, but maybe it helps in the long run. Great. Now you could say what it costs them is people that are angry at the idea of a quality boycotting, which to me is like, but I, but I, I don't, I don't think it's, there's definitely a portion of people that get angry, but there's also that person who says, dude, I just want to watch the fucking game. I I, I don't, but, I, but you could say that about advertising. Sure. But like, 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 you know, well, and listen, commercials are one thing, right? Okay. Listen, somebody has got to pay for this, right? By the way, I'm, so, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought up th- th- that because we discussed this and I do want to bring this up now. We discussed this at the Dodgers game, and then I discussed it again with my friends at the Reds game. You know, the same exact spots now on these on these ball fields. And that's what I said. I, you know, I said it last week at the Reds game. I said, guys, at what point is enough? But and and that's the thing. Listen, do we do we have to advertise on the field? Like and then and then my friend my friend said back, and my friend countered me and he said, Okay, Andy, then you pay the Reds salary. The players, right, and that and that's the thing. Or or you pay two bucks more a ticket. Would you rather pay two bucks more a ticket or just have some shit on the field? And 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 the other thing is commercials are one thing. Oh, we're gonna go to commercial break, but we have we have it on jerseys. We have it in we have in game. You know, Jim Nance will be like, you know, Josh Allen back to pass rolls out to the right. Rolls out the way CBS is rolling out CSI Miami. Yeah. Coming, like now they're doing it in the, like where are the people who are triggered? Personally, look, look, and I know you and I got in a huge debate about this when it happened in the NBA jerseys. I, I personally, this is just my take. I don't like any advertisements on the jerseys. I don't like it on the field. I, I think there's other ways you can make revenue or there's other means where you can come up with that money. I I just, I don't know. Like, I I don't like, I don't like watching a Clippers Jersey that has Bumble on it. Like, come on guys. You, you you make, it's a billion dollar business. Do you really need that extra money? But you don't mind that it's on the sneakers. What the, the swoosh logo? Yeah, or or Reebok or Puma or whatever. But those are actually sneakers. Those are they're wearing Nike or they're wearing the sneakers. Yeah, that's the actual brand. I'm just saying, where does it end? Like you're just like you know, I mean, all the whole the whole system is set up that the whole it's all advertising. We've talked about this all before. The NFL doesn't give a fuck how many people are watching. They just want to sell. TV deals and the TV deals are based on that. The TV companies can sell ads. Sure. So that's the thing is like the, the, the people that bother me, it's like, why aren't you fucking triggered by this? Why, why is only this triggered? Because you're, because you've been ingrained to expect, you know, corporate brainwashing. So now when they mix in something that's not corporate brainwashing, you're like, I just wish they would focus on selling me beer and cars while men give each other concussions. That's what it is. Without the fucking cars and the beers, there is no guys giving each other concussions. We're not playing fucking croquet in America. 
Yeah. Look, I, I know there has to be a balance. Well, there doesn't have to be a balance. There's an overwhelming. It's the the whole thing is a gigantic commercial. Yeah. And, and so, and, and so what the NBA and NFL, whatever is doing like, Hey, if we're, if we have to do these corporate things, like, why don't we try to do a little bit of good in our messaging as well? And then people are like, no, 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 fuck good. Sell me fucking dick pills. Well, look, Joe, personally, I would never I need to be talked to about my erectile dysfunction. I don't need to be talked to about my racism. Look, man, I, I, I think us at dirty sports, we would never sell out. But man, I could really sure use a Miller Lite right now to really quench my thirst. Out. It's not selling out if you believe in it, Andy. I agree. And I believe in nothing more than I believe in Miller Lite. Can I also, I don't even know how this happened. I want to start, but before we even talk about Miller Lite, I'm not sure if Miller, the company, our good friends at Miller Lite sent me this, but I got a box of stuff from Miller Lite. I got this. Joe, that awesome. was a that was a surprise, which I knew was happening. You got it. Yeah, I got it. Was that, okay. Did you court? Did you coordinate that? Yes, and I also received a box as well. Amazing! What a what a what a what a company! What a brand! What a what a beer! Did you get shirts? Yeah. Did you get a pair of socks? I did. Did you get a twelve pack? I, indeed. Guys, Miller Lite, truly, what an amazing company! They take care of us and they will take care of you. Just a. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Whatever. It's Thursday. Whatever. Crack it open. Whatever. What time is it? Whatever. It's Thursday. Miller Lite has been a light beer with great taste since 1975. It's an easy choice, dirt balls. So next time you're getting beers with friends, make it Miller time. Luckily, you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Do you think Miller Lite would up our uh, sponsorship deal if I got a Miller Lite tattoo? Because, I mean, look at this. Look at this can. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Is it the only can you want to look at like i like i'm gonna wear my socks i don't think there's a single other company beer or otherwise i'd wear the socks i'm gonna wear these socks i I knew when did you get that box when i got when i arrived back into town so that was monday night okay it's probably been sitting here a little while it has the box was damp with that beachside mustiness yeah so I was waiting for you to get it. And when I opened my box and I saw those Miller Lite socks, I thought, oh, my God, Prano's going to love these socks. Order time. <laughs> I love them. I'm so excited. And the tie-dye long sleeve. I knew you'd love that, too. The tie-dye long sleeve, my guy. Game changer. One of them was a medium. I immediately gave it to my girlfriend. She's lived in it since we got home. Perfect. Yeah, they take care of us, man. And they'll take care of you guys. So go get you some. We, we had a great. Uh, we had a great. Apple review. He said. He said, uh, and he's getting a koozie. So shout out to Evan uh, Edler. I, I, I DM'd you for your address. But uh, he said. Uh, 
Andy and Joe turned me and my entire friend group into Miller Lite drinkers. Let's which go! Has, which has vastly improved my standard of living. <laughs> I mean, I I 100% agree. Yeah. So, listen, I remember the my younger days before I became like a full-on Miller Lite enthusiast. And I look back on those days and they were less happy. I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm a happy person now. And I basically exclusively drink Miller Lite as my almost only liquid besides coffee in the morning. So like, are those correlated? I don't know. There's probably a lot of, a lot of other factors, but it's a good baseline. Yeah. He, he guys, he is really happy. You definitely saw how happy he was that Tim Tebow signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nothing but happiness was coming out of your mouth then. Yeah. Listen, I, it's hard to make me upset. So when I am upset, you know, it's, you know, it's serious. Let's talk NBA before we get to dirtball calls. Pray to pray to Miller Lite. That's who you should pray to. Final few games. And it's it is interesting, man. Wow. I, I can't remember the maybe, NBA. It's fantastic. Maybe I just have a short-term memory, but with it coming down to the wire like this and seeding. Well, I think it's I think it's especially exciting. Because of the new format? Because of the new format. So there's, you know, there's Basically, besides the three or four teams in the middle of each conference, a lot of things are up for grabs. So you have the bottom four seeds. There's up for there's there's things in play. You have the top couple seeds. There's things in play. I mean, we're looking at like two three teams in the middle of each that are crazy, like, and even those not really locked into positions. Also, seventy two game season. Yeah, I'm looking at the standings right now. By the way, keep it 72 forever. Yeah. From the top to the last few. Like, take your Knicks, for example. Where are we sitting right now? Six? Six. You have the same record as the Heat, who are the five. Right. Hawks are half a game up at a four. So you have those three teams bunched up. That's the most interesting race in the East. In the West, Utah's a game and a half up. Then you have the Clippers only a game up on the Nuggets. Then you have the Blazers and Mavs, the same record, but the because of competing against each other. The Blazers are a five seed. The Lakers are just one game back. The Blazers have won five in a row. And we're coming down the final two, three, four games. You got to love it. It's nuts. The Lakers randomly don't play again until Saturday, right? The Lakers have what? Two more games? The Lakers, let me pull it up. The Lakers yeah, have, have 70 games played. Yeah. Two more games. At Indiana and at New Orleans. But you're right. They don't play till Saturday. So they can kind of see how it plays out. Now, Portland who has the most difficult schedule, but they're beating teams. Again, they've won five in a row, finish at Phoenix, and then home against Denver. I mean, it would be great. It'd be just so great if the Lakers could jump into that sixth spot and play the Clippers round one, wouldn't it? I don't think it'd be great if you're rooting for the Lakers. Well, you got to beat everybody. What, you'd rather play Phoenix? Yes. Okay. 
I think for an excitement factor, it's certainly. I mean, Le- I mean, LeBron is still hurt. I, you know, I'm I rooting. Think- for, I'm rooting for the Lakers, and I'm hoping that they play the Clippers. I don't think they win that series. Oh, I think they win that series. I mean, provided you have a healthy LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's a huge provided question mark. Well, sure. That Knicks game was fun the other night, huh? It was super fun. Although. Tough loss for you. Tough loss. Not that big a deal. But, uh, you know, Knicks are in. Knicks have clinched. Knicks are a playoff team for the first time in, you know, eight years since Tim Tebow's playing fucking football the last time. And, uh, it would have been like, you know, the Knicks getting a first round matchup with the Bucks will be good night and good luck. Um, I, I'm not looking forward to that. I'd much rather play the Nets. I'd much rather play the Hawks. Um, at least the Nets, you know, you have you've got the teams not traveling that far. You've got uh, you'll have a ton of Knicks fans there. It'll be Knicks fan. It'll be you know, Knicks Arena East. It'll be MSG East. Um, but also, listen. Julius Randle has been exceptional this year. You can't talk enough about how great Julius Randle has been. But post-All-Star break, the guy has missed so many game-ending, game-go-ahead shots, you know, make it take, make, you know, game-winning potential. Like, he just, like, he's so good at, at moving the ball around when he's doubled or when he's covered and and then at the end of games he refuses to do it and it's it's pretty frustrating I well just kinda, i just kind of wish he kept that same mentality he had the first half of the year what happened at the end of that Lakers? what was that what was that play what was that rj barrett what was going on there yeah no it was a horrific shot it was ugly yeah but the knicks have been playing some defense but unfortunately just good for derrick rose by the way yeah, great for Derrick Rose. But then Knicks have major matchup problems, you know, if they have to play the box. So I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping something changes and they can they can move back up to the five seed. Now Oladipo out for the Heat rest of the year. Yeah. A lot of people like the Heat as sneaky, you know, Eastern Conference finalists again. And I like it, but I don't like I I liked the I liked Oladipo as a um as a playoff, you know, contributor, like a guy who can just get buckets in the playoffs. And I think that's a big loss for them. Yeah. It's very competitive. I'm looking at it again right now. I mean, it's it's I mean, it couldn't come down to the wire more. Looks like the Sixers are probably going to end up with that one seed. Yep. A lot of uh, interesting storylines. And Who I think out of the East, Andy. I have no fucking idea. That's my take. I keep saying Brooklyn won't, but I don't know if, if, they, if they all start playing together, but they're still not playing together. No, they're not. But it's all about Harden. I've said that before. Although, listen, I think the Bucks sneaky make it out of the could sneaky make it out of these this year. People have been counting on them making it out of these. Now they're kind of being counted out. Yeah, they're under the radar now. Now they're under the radar. I think that helps them. It's almost like people have forgotten Giannis won back to back MVPs. Yeah. That's how under the radar I think they are. 
Everybody's talking Sixers. Everybody's talking Nets. The Knicks will be a fun team. The Knicks will be a fun team to watch because they play hard. Knicks will be a fun team to watch. I, I again, I can't, I can't stress enough how how much a fucking box matchup would kill them because I'd like to see a good first round series. I'd love to see. Listen, I think a Knicks Hawks series would be really fun, and I think the Knicks could win it. That's why I'm kind of hoping that's, you know, they jump into that spot. They could play a four five, but. I think a, I think a second round appearance by the Knicks could be like you know this is like what else could you ask for? I think there's more. And that's as far as they went with Carmelo. <laughs> I think you can make the argument like the bubble was what's going to happen, right? That was to me that was the big storyline. Yeah, what's going to happen? But you had the Lakers make it to the finals, which wasn't that surprising. Obviously, the Clippers getting knocked out early was more surprising. But then again, Doc Rivers is a history. I'm saying you could argue this year is way more what's going to happen yeah, than, the, than the bubble. Absolutely. I mean, the, the heat making it to the finals was pretty like, wow, what the fuck? Where did sure. they come from? But I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways this could go this year for sure. And I think they should kick or should stick it to uh, or keep it to 72 games. Cause we don't, no one cares about the, you know, there's no sort of yearly statistical thing like in baseball where baseball is the only sport, man. Yeah. They love their stats. It's, it's the only sport. Baseball, Andy. Baseball. We didn't even talk about Albert Pujols. Well, we're here for, you know, we're doing a sports show right now. We can talk about it. You look at his stats before, like his stats with cards and then with angels. Well, the Cardinals are a fantastic organization that has a history of doing this I mean, uh, uh, repeatedly. I mean, brilliant move. Brilliant move. Brilliant move in the guys they sign. Brilliant moves in the guys they don't sign. I mean, you look like I was just talking about this because I was in St. Louis, obviously, but like a guy like David Freeze, like a guy like David Freeze is a guy who, with uh, other organizations, like, oh, he's going to be there for life now. Just from that World Series, they're like bye, and then and then baseball is like bye, <laughs> and uh, you know they they have a history of you know whether it be Beltran or Jim Edmonds, uh, Pujols uh, getting Arnado now. Like they're so good at the guys they get. They're so good Scott at the guys. That, yeah, so good at the guys they let go. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, Pujols has had, up, you know, he's been fine for the early part of his uh, Angels career. I mean, he was, how long was he in St. Louis? 10 years? I think it was 11. I'll look it up. Okay. So listen, he's second on the all-time RBI list. He's chasing 700 home runs. Is that where he's at? Yeah, he's chasing 700. Chasing seven home run, 700 home runs, and he's second all-time in RBI. Uh he did fine on the angels. Like, you know, he didn't, he didn't get all those stats when sure. he was on the, when he was on the cards. Well, the bi the um, biggest thing was his average. He, you know, he, he never hit 300 for the angels. I mean, he won people for He won three MVPs. Yeah. He was insanely good in 11 years. He, he was, in, he is, he's, you know, his whole career, he was, he's like, his career is up there. With the greatest of all time, with some of the greatest of all time, you know what I mean? Like you talked about first baseman, 
Well, who who are we talking about here? You you want to hear you want to hear something something crazy? I'll never forget this. So I'm a freshman at St. Louis U. Because he was a nobody, right? So I'm a freshman at St. Louis U. It's the spring semester, and I was doing fantasy baseball. I was doing fantasy baseball before fantasy football, which is kind of weird. And somebody had him. I was I was too. I was playing against because my fraternity had a league. And so obviously a lot of kids from St. Louis. I'll never forget that. Somebody had Albert Pujols. This is like the first week of his rookie year. I go, who's your first baseman? Albert Pujols? <laughs> like I didn't even pronounce his name. It was one of those, who the hell is this guy? I vividly remember having that conversation. Who, who is this guy? I've never even heard of this guy. Like that is the literal, maybe the start of the Ruther curse. You're like, who is this guy? And they're like, the greatest first baseman ever played the game. <laughs> Here we are, 21 years later. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable. And I got to say, um, I just did this when I was home in New York. So I gave my I gave my uh, nephew a little hitting lesson when I was there, and I showed him a picture of Albert Pujols' stance. And then I bought him a Albert Pujols poster and, and, and mailed it to him. And I was like, this is what you should look like when you're standing at the plate. And if you're a dad out there and you've got a young son that you're you know trying to teach baseball, start there. A lot of things can happen. A lot of different people have different swings and everybody finds their own swing and whatever. And does my stance, does my swing and stance look like Albert Pujols? No. But for a starting place, if you want textbook, just take a like look at a picture of Albert Pujols in his batting stance. Make your kid like do Simon Says. Do that. Spread your feet wider. Bend your knees more. Have your hands up. Have your hands back. Have your have your chin on your front shoulder. If you need a starting point, have your kid play Simon Says with Albert Pujols' batting stance. Yeah. Legit fucking textbook. And then take your hands from up here and th- attack the baseball. Better career, Pujols or Pujols. A-Rod? Oh, um, that's an interesting discussion. Pujols or A-Rod? Uh, how many MVPs did A-Rod have? I don't think he had three. I don't think he had three either. Um, it's tough. A-Rod was so good defensively. Yeah, that that's what I was gonna say. That's where and and you know value wise at shortstop. Um, no steroids scandal, but also like he did have he did have three. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Uh, A Rod doesn't get to seven hundred, but because they fucking like like did the whole like you know they fucked him over at the end. Um, it's pretty darn close. It's pretty darn close. Yeah, I'm gonna go with A Rod on the defensive value. But like otherwise, I mean, you literally said who has had a better career. I was like, pool holes. Cause who are you going to say? Yeah. There's like five guys that you could be like, okay, I don't know. I mean, if you look at, I mean, Hank Aaron's like number one on the all time list, you know, on the, you know, he's got more home runs and more. I mean, uh, okay. Like Willie Mays. Oh yeah. Well, you know, he played good center field. A rod. Okay. No bonds. Sure. We're running out of guys. Yeah. Who's the best white baseball player of all time? 
I'm not, I refuse to say Babe Ruth because it was too long ago. I hate that. I mean, like, like who's the who's the best white baseball player in the last fifty years? Fifty years. In the last fifty years. So, so we go nineteen seventy. Right. Um, I guess you'd go farther back if you want to talk about. Well, well, I mean, I think I think about fifty years is like a good thing because, like, you know, even if you think about like a guy like you know Ted Williams or whatever, like. It, it, you know, there wasn't integration. That, that's my thing, dude. Like, like I, I don't know. I, I just because we're going like, who's the greatest white baseball player when only whites played? Let's that, see, let's see. Like exactly, and that's and that's my point against Ruth. I, I hate that when there when there was an integration when you didn't have everybody playing together. It's just it's it's bullshit. Yeah, it's it's not it's not I mean, fair. I mean, I'd, ar- I, I'd argue Trout. Um. He's certainly pacing. Um, I'd argue, you know, let you go on the pitching. Like Maddox was insane. Um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I mean, Trout's Trout's trending with you know all these guys. Yeah. Again, I think it's an interesting discussion. Yeah. And he's off to another great start. I mean. And he's got three MVPs already. Trout. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, I think. I think in the last. If we're talking the last 50 years. I mean, listen. If we're even talking the last 42 years, which is my time on earth and my time watching baseball for like the majority of it, like. You're like white now. I don't know why we're doing like white, but I guess you know because there's not they're not of all the guys we listed before. Like, and then that's the only reason I'm doing. It. I'm doing because because yeah. all the other guys are not white. Yeah, I mean, A Rod's pretty white. You know what I mean? But like, he's not white, but he's pretty white. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Trout and Maddox, hitter pitcher. Poor A Rod, by the way. His ex goes back. I think ex. he's gonna be fine, Andy. But again, I, I, I still, I still have the firm belief that that was all staged anyway. The whole affair, A Rod and J Lo. I don't think it was staged. I told you, I, I don't know what to believe in this stuff, man. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in most of these Hollywood relationships. I think they're all BS. I mean, how many people has J Lo been with at this point? That's what I'm saying. She got a great publicist. <laughs> She's like, okay. Diddy's hot. Go with Diddy. Now, granted, now, granted, she's made some crazy decisions on her own. Like when she dated I mean, a dancer, she married yeah. a dancer. Yeah. What was his name? Chris Judd. I have no idea. Dude, that's and, and, and I mean, now, like, is a publicist really been like, get back with Affleck, who's like, you know, who's just trending because he's video messaging girls from on Instagram. Like what? <laughs> Who who's whose last year is basically like famous for how many donuts and coffees he can carry in and out of rehab without spilling them. And some of these guys. Oh, she's been married three times. Yeah, dog. I'm like, I didn't know there was somebody before Chris Judd. Is that his name? Chris Judd? Yeah, that was the dancer. And, and he's, is he one of the Judds? 
I don't think so. Man, some of these guys, they just hit it big. K-Fed, Chris Judd. What'd you put in? Best dancers of all time? No, I'm just looking at J-Lo's Wikipedia. And I'm saying like... I mean, she didn't date K-Fed. No, I'm, but I'm talking about these dancers who hit it. Like, Oh, yeah. Yo, I, you're really moving up. By the way, Britney Spears. Boy. Jeez, help. This is the most random thing. Did you just watch the documentary or something? No, I just I I don't I don't even really go on Instagram. I haven't looked at it for a while, but I follow her on Instagram because it's whoa. it's one of those things where like you feel bad for her, but you also can't stop laughing. I don't follow her, so I don't know. You should follow her. You would enjoy it. Okay. Anyway, we have some calls we should probably get to. A, a call or two, right? We, do we got time? Yeah, let's do it. A call or two. Okay. Let's uh let's hear from the fam. 310-359-8365. Once again, we are going to do a dirtball call only show in a couple of weeks when I am uh, on vacation in South Carolina. So But get- don't wait. Get those calls in now because we're gonna record it before a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I got called out on this. I'll play this. There's some beef with me. Cause I didn't play his previous call. So I'll play it now. What's up, boys? It's Bryson from Nashville, number one stripper dirt ball. And Andy, I have a slight beef with you, man. I know you're getting my phone calls, and I know you heard my last one and the one before that, and you just fucking skip right over them. That's okay. So, Joe, this one's for you because clearly Andy doesn't want to listen to me. Um, I said this on the last phone call two weeks ago, but Andy, I guess, just doesn't give a fuck about Top Gun. So I'm going to ask you about this. Maybe if you want to do it, I was trying to get a dirt ball meetup together in Ohio for Top Gun 2. The release in November. They pushed it back to November because of COVID. That's cool. You know, we got the vaccines out. Everything's cool. We can promote some get-togethers, Andy. Okay? So don't skip over this phone call. I want to hear it on the show next time, and I want to get a dirt ball meetup for Top Gun 2. I am so down. I am a huge Top Gun fan, just like Joe is. Andy, if you're a Top Gun hater, that's cool. Just say so. That's okay. But don't skip over my phone calls, please. Dirty. Let's go. For the record, I am not a Top Gun hater. I'm a huge, like, I'm not your level, but I'm a big fan of Top Gun. I don't think anybody's at my level. Did you know that yesterday was Top Gun Day? No. I didn't know that either. I just found that out recently. I didn't know there was a Top Gun Day. I don't know why people wouldn't bring me into this in in helps of promoting Top Gun Day. I did not know that Top Gun premiered on May 12th, I believe, 1986. Uh, So, yeah, yesterday was Top Gun Day. Um, So good timing for this call. Also, am I crazy if it didn't Bryson? Didn't we play this call? Didn't we play Bryson asking about a Top Gun no, you know what it was? I brought it up to you. So, so, bro, I'm not ignoring you. I literally mentioned it to Prano when I was in California. That's what it was. And maybe I played the call for you. You know, we get a lot of calls. Yeah. So I'm not trying to just roll over your... I play a lot of your calls too, man. He knows that. I'm not... I'm, I'm not he's, he's pegged me this like anti... Like I was rooting for the communist in that. Yeah. Um, listen, I love, I love meet a dirt ball meetup for Top Gun too, but why Cincinnati? Yeah. 
Why I not agree. Miramar? Because you know he I mean? is. Why not Tahoe? Where? Because he's in Nashville, so he's only four hour drive away. I know. But I'm just saying. Listen, if you had been like, uh, you know, let's let's meet up for Johnny Bench Day. Let's meet up for the great American chili cook-off or something like that. I'd be like Cincinnati. Why I'm going, I'm leaving California for top gun. Seems crazy. How about, how about this? You know, if I win that, how about Vegas, you know, for top gun, that's where I think a lot of the new stuff is based in that Vegas desert. Nellis. That's the air force base there. Yeah. One of them. I know they filmed a lot in Tahoe. I know they filmed out in, in the desert in Nevada, a lot of Nevada. I say Top Gun to Vegas meetup. Maybe we get, uh, maybe we take some, you know, uh, thrust fund money, get ourselves a table at the Raiders bottle service section. Oh, how much money do you think we got in that thrust fund, bro? That's and not we get. Cheap. We have we have them make us some uh, tequila sunrises, or we just keep our fingers crossed that. I win the million dollars that Ohio will be giving away for the next five weeks for people who've been vaccinated. That's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Did you see that? No, they're doing a million dollar drawing. If you get vaccinated, very controversial. The governor Some people are like, I want that money, but I don't want that vaccine. So the governor, his name is Mike DeWine, the Ohio governor announced yesterday, starting in a few weeks, because you're already in the state system. Anybody who's been vaccinated it automatically qualifies because they're trying to get more vaccines, obviously, out there. Five, why, is it con- why is it controversial? Who has a problem with it? People who think they shouldn't be giving $5 million away to from tax pay. You know, it's money coming from the COVID relief. Right. I actually, so people think it, this would be my argument. I had, I had this discussion today with my brother who first said the same thing. He's like, dude, they're giving away a million dollars to five different people. I said, I said, well, I'll say this, man. We always bitch about where our money goes. It's $5 million, which to me, isn't that much money, but it's also five. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta think about what would that money be used for? If it wasn't used for this, it would be used for some shitty pamphlet campaign to try to get people to get vaccinated where they, you know, where they, I, so, they so give that- some, they give some printing company who's the cousin of a congressman's, you know, hey, sure. can you make a bunch of pamphlets and we'll mail them out? Or, or they would argue that $5 million should go to small businesses because it is COVID relief money. Right. I don't hate it. No one's doing anything like that. They're just giving away money. And also, you know, you, even the small business saying, okay, give it to small business. You know, it's going to get people in the small businesses, everybody being vaccinated and being able to go out and do the whole thing. And they're also doing it apparently now for high school or I'm sorry, college scholarships, same thing, huge giveaway. So like, I don't know. I just love a good raffle. Hey man. I've never won a fucking raffle, but I love a good raffle. I mean, imagine that though. Imagine those five random people who want to get vaccinated and you're right. It will convince the, cause what are rednecks? Like, let's just call one. Like one thing it's fucking scratchers. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's just call it what it is. People with low income love the love lotteries. Yeah. So it gets them in there. Whatever. Oh, we have a Stan remix. Dude, this is pretty good. Yes. Kookmeyer. Fucking go. Kookmeyer called him with a Stan remix based on last episode where you mocked my hair and me being Eminem Stan. 
My hair's gone blonde, I wonder if I, if I am going bald. Morning rain clouds up my window, cause I live in Ohio, moved out of Savage Town. Harambe's on my wall, and it reminds me that I'm not so sad, I'm not so sad. Dear Mr. Security Guard, I promise I won't run. I've had bad luck with the hills in this region. I just wanted to say, next time, I'm rolling deep. I'll bring my whole entire youth basketball league. We'll storm the rides like it was the capital. You know how long I've been in a sonic tank for? Floating for hours to give my mind a break. Edibles help me not snap. Oh, wait, should I say that to you, a security guard? How's my yard? Hair is charred. They're dirty, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Kookmeyer. Love Kookmeyer. That was well done, man. It was solid. That was pretty good. Yeah. Rapping stuff. It's, it's not like I'm not going to bust it all. I think it was great. And and I, I like the writing. And that's a, a very quick turnaround. I mean, the show dropped Monday. He had it, I think, Tuesday. I love it. I love it. The Andy is Stan. And we also have a call from Michael Majid. Majid. Hey, boys. It's Majid. First off, Joe is absolutely correct. Uh, the name was westernized at Ellis Island, and Majid is the correct pronunciation. So congrats, Joe. You are correct on that. Second, I see that the infamous nachos have been making the rounds on social media. So I wanted to ask, What's the most reckless food decision either of you guys have made at a ballpark or a concert? Michael Majid out. That's good. Now, before we answer this uh, reckless food slash drink decision at a uh, ballpark or concert, I have I have seen a lot of conversation about the Majid nachos. A lot of people don't even know why we were roasting him for cleaning out the helmet they're like it's a souvenir helmet like of course you should clean it out and i would say listen if you're that far down this path sure fucking clean it out but my <laughs> my problem wasn't with he went with the souvenir fucking helmet and cleaned it out my problem was who's ordering five pounds of not like the, the nachos order is a is the reckless order i don't have that much that many options in my bag of reckless decisions because i don't see three pounds of nachos in a helmet and go yeah i need that at a baseball game and it wasn't um, just that remember we were laughing that you had to pay for parking ahead of time everything was touchless yeah the, and then the they gave you family style nachos yeah like the dodgers can't be pushing hey we, we're not even going to take cash but hey, your entire section can share nachos. We were calling out the hypocrisy, yeah, and the hilariousness of it. That being said, I don't know how many options I have because similarly, when I see a two-pound thing of family-style nachos at a baseball game, I'm like, mm, I don't think I need that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I'm mostly like a hot dog and a beer guy. At yeah, the ballpark. Me too. I'm trying to rack my brain for some sort of reckless decision I've made. Maybe the concert is the right. I mean, what do you got? I told you before the show, this is pretty embarrassing. My first roommate in LA was like a huge health buff. I mean, to the point of like, he got to the point, he would not eat anything unhealthy. Just chiseled, worked out every day. And 
we go to a Dodgers game because his dad played professionally and his dad was friends with Garrett Anderson. So we would go to anytime the dot, the angels came up, we'd get great seats that he would hook us up with. And he got like a Caesar salad at the concession. And I remember I got one too with him. And I remember sitting in the ballpark, eating a salad, thinking, what the fuck am I doing? I'm e- I was just doing it because he was. I'm thinking, I'm eating a salad at a Dodgers Angels day game. I mean, it's, it's, it's to be honest, I've done a lot of bad things in my life. It's probably the most regrettable, one of the most regrettable decisions. Eating a <laughs> eating a salad at a baseball game, and and I will not make any excuses. It's quite frankly, it's it's appalling. I think the only answer that I have that jumps out to me, and I should say that this is, it's it's a reckless decision every time, but it doesn't burn you every time. But when it burns you, it's bad. The leaving the ballpark Mexican hot dog. Oh, good call. It's like. And I do it every time. Yeah. Every and time. And listen, four to five times. I was going to say nine out of ten times, but the, the numbers are more like four to five. Four to five times. You, It's delicious. You know, sure, it gives you, you know, you know, it messes up your stomach a little bit because it still is a bacon-wrapped hot dog that was cooked inside a shopping cart. But. <laughs> The fifth time, the the bunk one that you get, it'll ruin your weekend. Yeah, like, I mean, you will, you know, like a like a like a undercooked bacon, undercooked hot dog, with peppers and like, onions. Yeah, and the whole thing like in a shopping cart filled with like, you know, charcoal briquettes. <laughs> it's been lit on fire. It's like it's like what homeless people keep themselves warm around, they turn into like an oven and you're like, this is probably not healthy. It's like, it's a garbage can on fire, but on top of it, we're grilling hot dogs. The Mexican hot dogs, which I love, by the way, will shred you. And I'm, I'm so reckless. Many times and and being in LA, it's not just the ball game, right? They're, they were out all outside the Coliseum. You know what sucks? That's what's going to suck about SoFi. They're not going to be there. They're all outside the call. You think? They'll be there. Yeah, they'll be there. They're outside the Coliseum. They're outside where SC plays, the Galen Center. Yeah, I can I can tell you so many times when I go to a Rams game. Speaking of reckless, I would get one in walking into the game and no, then walking no, that, out. That's right. That's actually really reckless. One before the game and one after, and my white ass can't handle it. And I love it, but you're right. Like I'd be, I'd be on the train heading back to Santa Monica and I'd say, I need to get to a toilet instantly. Yeah. When you get a dud, when you get a bunk one, you're like, Oh, what have I done? Like, it's like you've been poisoned. They're so tough to not eat though. Yeah. They're good. (laughs) They're good. And they're so cheap. And you're like, this is a hardworking person. I respect them. They're hustling. Who's who stand up bit did I see? Was it a stand up bit? I think it was. God, who was it? Was it a? Oh, I think it was it your show. Was it Greg Fitzsimmons talking about? Yeah, I think it was him. I could be wrong where he was talking about how we're so quick to give Girl Scout 
it's money. And then a little kid from like the hood who's hustling, trying to sell you candy. You're like, get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, like you just look, you're just a racist at like, we all do it where you're just like, well, that's pretty racist. Like yeah. the kid tries to sell you a candy bar and you're like, this too too much. Little white girl walks up to sell Girl Scout cookies. You give her 200 bucks. I think it was him. I've been there. Sounds like a Greg Fitzsimmons bit. That's for real, sure. real funny bit. But I don't know. That just reminded me of that. Um, one more call. Let's do it. This is about Kings Island. Um, so I got to do one, many. I got to do one. Yeah. First of many. And uh, there's some concern. And, and I'll explain everything after we hear his call. Andy, 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 you do not get off the kid ride. You don't get off any ride. I was a Imagineer for a while, and I heard so many stories of people who step off a ride and they fall into a little pit where they have gears that control the ride and they get their legs chewed off. And if you want to get your leg ground into just chop suey here, you you need to stay put. I I do not in the parks without one of those uh, uh, child leashes. I would not have you in the parks without one of those. You need to get yourself under control. I think this denting has gone has gone a little too far. Um, uh, you need to, you, you need someone keeping an eye on you, buddy. Later. Well, well look, j- unless there's secret compartments with this, there, there's no gears. I don't think I explained it well enough. It's just a, a rotating thing that you sit in. And th- th- there's so many areas beyond the track that I'm going and walking, if that makes sense. It's, it's, it's just a thing on a track. But you were, but you said the whole thing is pretty dark. dark. Yeah. It's pretty dark. I mean, it wasn't completely dark. You know, there was lights for the, where the ghost would pop out and they're like, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty dark. But my point is it's, there's it's, a lot of mechanics, uh, you know, that work these, these rides. I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going rogue on, but you, you also said it's not your first time getting off of this ride. Like, Jesus, I've never been off of a ride. But, you know, I respect the rule of law. I'm a thrill seeker. Yeah. I'm not jumping off the roller coaster. Again. 15 we would, minutes. We would jump off the swings when we were a kid. Remember the swings that would go around? Yeah. We would jump off those. I like how he thinks I need to be on a leash. <laughs> hey, I did, I did my first ever Cincinnati sensory deprivation this week. Maybe that calmed me down. Nice. They, they, have, they have a tank in... Uh, they have Newport. a tank. They have a couple tanks uh, down in Newport, which is great. Newport's right across the river in northern Kentucky. The irony is... The sensory deprivation is literally less than a hundred yards. What's that? In Chile. <laughs> it's less than a hundred yards away from a strip club. <laughs> so I walk out and I'm all relaxed Tuesday night and I'm feeling good. And I'm You're like, like, maybe a lap dance. I'm like, man, what would relax me more? Titties. Yeah. And then right down the street from that. How does it how does it compare to the Venice one? It's a lot smaller, man. I had to, I had some serious claustrophobia. In the Venice one, you could walk in and stand up. This one, when you're lying on when you're lying down to float, 
you don't have much room with your head. Like it's more coffin. Like it's, I had to take so many, when I, when I lied down, I instantly was ready to get out. I was having panic attacks and I just, I started breathing. I started like doing deep breaths and I was <laughs> like, sound relaxing. I was like, you're going to be fine. Just relax yourself. And, uh, cause there's probably only like two, two and a half, three feet, maybe, maybe not even that from where my head is to the top. Sounds like an MRI. But I relaxed and uh, it was good. So I got my new jam. Think Tank in Newport, Kentucky. But I did want to go to the strip club. There was a part of me who was like. <laughs> What's the strip club called? Is it Brass Rail? <laughs> so, so, so Newport and Covington, fun fact about that area. Again, it's right across the river. Like if you were at the Reds we ballpark. We have Think Tank on one side of the street. We have Thong Tank across the street. <laughs> So Newport and Covington were it was a high organized crime Italian mafia back in the day. So like that's that's one of the remnants of those clubs that used to exist as far as that's that's where the crime syndicate of Cincinnati was basically just across the river in northern Kentucky. So you'd love it. There's a Hopper house there too now. Yeah, let's go. All right, guys, that's the show. Again, 310-359-8365. Drop us calls about anything. And we'll get to them over the next two or three episodes. That's right. And I am sending out koozies tomorrow. So thank you for all the iTunes reviews. Check your DMs. Also, if you left a review, please, again, drop a DM. Actually, I got to respond. Somebody email me. I'm reminding myself right now. Or you can email me at andyruther45 at gmail.com. Uh, I will be in San Francisco next weekend, 21st, 22nd, headlining shows, possible uh, show on the 20th that I'm just going to be doing a spot on. Keep your eye on joeprano.com for that. Alaska, the following weekend. Uh, San Diego, the following week for the Mets Padres series and some shows down there, including doing our boy uh, Josh's show at candies slash reds slash whatever saloon. Uh, so all those on joeprano.com. I am at joeprano on all social media, except Twitter. I'm at fix your life. Keep drinking Miller light. Keep sending me uh, pictures of you drinking Miller light at baseball games. It warms my heart and it cools my soul. Perfect. All right, guys, that's the show. Have a lovely weekend. Stay safe. Stay merry. And as always, stay dirty.